the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Mark a minute. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invested in more. New year, new markets, new opportunities. SP 500 is down fractions. The Dow is are is up fractions. Nasdaq up one. Crude oil sits ninety two dollars a barrel. Gold not doing really much. Twelve forty five an ounce. Ten year Treasury sits at two point eight five. So it slipped again back under that three percent level. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton and myself will be doing an event on wealth preservation, retirement planning issues, but more importantly, income alternatives and retirement this week in Palo Alto. Chad Burton, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Doing good. Um, and we're going to be at the Elks Lodge Thursday night. People could sign up for the event by going to robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I have a couple free passes that I can give away. Uh, but setting up at robblack.com is probably the easiest way to get in. What are you going to be talking about at this event, Mr. Burton? Well, really how I design income portfolios in retirement. And you, know, you and I both talk about investing is really kind of a long-term game on the accumulation side. And these people get all these bombardments of seminars that help you learn how to time the market and trade futures and options and everything else. I don't think either one of us have met anybody that's gotten rich doing that, except for the people that sell the software, the seminars. So one of the things I will say is timing is very important in retirement. I'm not talking about going in and out of the market, but the timing of your withdrawals, whether or not you retire during the first part of a bull market or the end of a bull market or the beginning of a bear market, Either way, one of the things that you have to do is, is prepare for those downturns in the market. And people that go into retirement fully invested in stocks while they're drawing on that portfolio can get into a lot of trouble. When you and I were younger, we kind of looked at retirement as really far away. And then as we got a little bit older, we kind of looked at it as, eh, I'll just hit some home runs, sell some stocks, live about that buy some bonds, a little income will come in. We didn't really, there wasn't really much of a plan. It was just, we'll keep doing the great things that we do. But it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's a little bit more, um, you have to really figure out, like, down markets. You have to really figure out interest rates and inflation. What are some of the things that you're looking at in, in that bond alternative world as far as complexity goes? Well, the issue is that looks like for the for the near term. I mean, we've got the Fed that you know is starting to taper in terms of stimulus. That means they're still stimulating the economy by keeping rates 
artificially low. Um, they basically said they're going to pin the short end of the curve, which affects things like what am I going to earn on my CDs, what am I going to earn on my short-term treasuries, things like that. They're going to pin that down to the floor until it looks like 2015. So long-term rates might float up a little bit, but no matter what, I mean, interest rates are 50% of what they were prior to this big credit bubble that we had. So corporate balance sheets have been fixed. The government balance sheet is bloated now at the Federal Reserve. And people that are retiring have a tougher time investing safe money in bonds. And so, uh, you know, I don't really want to get into any long-term bond positions right now. I want to be very flexible, very short-duration type bonds and have stuff that allow me, if, if, if I'm retired, what I want is income potential. Um, so if I'm going to invest more aggressively, I want to make sure that somebody else is making sure that they back up income till the day I die. But at the same time, if things change and bonds look more attractive in three or four years, I want to be able to get out of it and uh, get into something that I can go to the traditional bond ladder that you and I are, are used to over you know our 20-year-plus career. Why not just aim for, you know, one product to get you that income that you need in retirement? And, again, we're going to talk about this Thursday evening at the Elks Club, 630 to 9. It's going to be a bond alternatives retirement planning seminar, Chad Burton and myself, CFP Chad Burton. Why not just aim for something along the lines of, like, um, an AT&T that has that 4.5%, dividend yield, of which I own AT&T, that has that wonderful dividend yield? Sure, but in some cases, that wonderful dividend yield means it's not a growth company, so it's going to be, if you put all your eggs in that basket, you know, your stock portfolio would have been uh, very mediocre last year in terms of a total return. There's not a lot of growth there because there's a little more of an income play. Um, and the reason why you don't want to go into one specific product is because, I mean, things change. I mean, you know, when you and I started doing radio together 15 years ago, all annuities were pretty much just ugly and bad. And then some no-load Variable annuities that offer lifetime guarantees were good. And now those aren't even that attractive because there's there's ways to take a portfolio and have an insurance company back income for life, a portfolio of no-load funds and ETFs. And things change. That might go out of phase. And, and, and you don't want just one product that ties up your money for five or six years, and it sounds great. And then you look at it, and it's got 25 3%, 4% internal fees. So and a lot of these things are being sold to People are retiring at 10000 a month, about 65-year-olds. People are turning 65 at the rate of about 10000 a month. So banks, brokers, yeah. firms, and insurance companies are coming up with all these fancy retirement products that look good all in one package. Here's the end-all, be-all. But when you really look inside of them, they have way too much in fees, way too much. So why not just, um, you know, Social Security is going to give about 20% of your income in theory. And who knows? But in theory, to, and again, we're talking to some young people right now. We're talking to some old people. Uh, do you consider Social Security to be the safe part of your retirement income as far as bond planning or income planning goes? Well, it's, it's a specific part because, like I've talked about before on the show, and I'll hit on again tomorrow, is, is making sure you're maxing out the Social Security options. But in retirement, that's probably only going to replace if you've saved enough and you want to maintain the same lifestyle that you have now in retirement, maybe 30% of your income. So where are you going to get the rest? And how are you going to invest the rest of the other 70% of your need to get through retirement? Um, so, you know, there's a danger. There's just as much danger as investing too conservatively, especially in today's low-rate environment, 
as it is investing too aggressively. Um, and both can really burn you in the long run. Investing too conservatively, when inflation comes into play, that, that will wreck your retirement. Investing too aggressively when you retire and it's 2007 and eight, and the first part of 2009, and you've drawn on that stock portfolio on the way down, you're never going to recover. And I gave an example the other day. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you tomorrow, too, on, on, a, on a person that refused to get the three years' worth of expenses in cash, refused to go more diversified. They invested 100% in stocks at age 55 and uh, retired because they thought they had enough money, and then 2007 and 2008 hit, and they're now way behind where they started and thinking about going back to work. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. He will be sitting in for me tomorrow, Tuesday, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. as I'm going under the knife. Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. If you want a copy of Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning, you can go to his website, newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You can always drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Don't forget, doing an event Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge on income planning in retirement plus wealth issues in retirement. You can sign up for the event Thursday evening, 630 to 9 at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. So again, this Thursday evening, going to be in Palo Alto at Elks Lodge. It's a great location, wealth preservation, some retirement income seminar. Um, 6.30 to 9, 6.30 to 9. a little early. going to stay a little late. Uh, I'll stick around and answer any questions, as I always do. Um, don't be shy. That's the kicker. So it's uh, well, you know, one of your first chances to start planning your portfolio this year. Talk about what we're doing. Um, you know, what are you doing in your income portfolio? What am I doing in my income portfolio? Do you have an income portfolio? Do you want an income portfolio? And have you d- taken the time to fund it? So don't be shy. No, this Thursday, six thirty-nine. So let's talk about the ten biggest myths in economics. I think this is always important to talk about because I think there is kind of this mistrust. And this day and age of email, which is kind of like the electronic fax machine, Twitter, Facebook, people are posting things without even reading what they're posting at times. The government really doesn't print money in any meaningful sense. Most of the money in our monetary system exists because banks created it through the loan creation process. So the only money that the government really creates is due to the process of notes um, and coin creation. You know, the f- creation of money, you know, exists to facilitate the use of bank accounts. A lot of people think that the banking system, bank customers, you know, need the money and it's printed. And where does it go? It's really the banks asking for loans to be approved. Um, so it's just a bit of a misportrayal. And I think that's important to note that it's not like it's going to some warehouse. Another big mistake that a lot of people tend to make is that they tend to think that banks lend reserves. And there's a money multiplier. 
which you know everyone learns in basic economic courses. It implies that banks who have $100 reserves then multiply that money by 10 times or 20 times or 33 times, whatever. And you know this is a big cause of the hyperinflation predictions out there is that banks get too leveraged. Banks don't make lending decisions based on any quantity of reserves on holds. You know, banks lend to credit-worthy customers who have demand for loans. If there's no demand for loans, it really doesn't matter, you know, what the banks want to do or not. So they don't lend out of reserves. Reserves are held at the interbank system. They only go in place uh, to other banks, potentially. Uh, and, you know, other words, reserves don't leave the banking system ever. Lending reserves incredibly misleading, and it's just kind of wrong. The U.S. government, and I was reading some research this weekend on Spain and their unemployment rates, and, you know, the article is kind of touching the system that most people in Spain think the economy is bad, think that it's going to get worse. Nearly 71% of people who are young in Spain are considered, you know, uh, unlikely to get work in the coming year. IKEA opened up a location in Spain with 100,000 applications for 400 jobs. Um, you know, when you look at the American, we are often considered to be whiny. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, you know, Walmart, McDonald's, um, there's been some great blogs coming out of Europe about how, you know, I'm happy to have any kind of work. So, um, McDonald's and its franchisees hired 62,000 people in the U.S. after received more than 1 million ap applications. So, uh, it's crazy the amount of, the, the lack of work out there for people. 800-516-1220. Each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. The national debt is a burden that will ruin our children's futures. It's often portrayed that it has to be paid back as if we are all born with a bill attached to our feet, which is kind of a funny concept. The national debt has been expanding since the dawn of the United States and the Revolutionary War. There's really no such thing as paying back the national debt. Uh, unless you think the national debt should be completely eliminated. That's a pretty unrealistic view of the world. The debt needs to be serviced. Government could you know, very well spend money inefficiently or misallocate resources that could lead to high inflation results in lower living standards. You know, absolutely. Um, but government spending isn't necessarily bad. And it's the one thing that you know a lot of people freak out about is we do have a lot of government workers that uh, you know, they pay their mortgages, they go on vacation, they get to retirement. Uh, and the way I oftentimes explain this is the U.S. military is that, you know, they're kind of a training resource for people in the middle of America that want a better life, but they don't want to take that job at the auto parts store. Um, so our government will spend and it will create jobs and it will create careers. And we will never, ever, never pay off our debt, nor will it become a problem in our lifetime. Is it good? No. Is it kind of a necessary evil? Yes. And that's okay. Um, I'm not really seeing any hyperinflation at this point in time. A lot of economists out there think the government spending crowds out private investment by forcing the private sector to compete for bonds in the mythical loanable funds market. 
last five years blew holes in that concept is government in the United States spending and deficits rose, interest rates dropped. So not a lot of inflation at this point in time, not a lot of hyperinflation caused by the cheap money. I don't think that the Federal Reserve is cabal. You know, cabal being a secret society that's confusing and sophisticated, you can't quite understand it. The Fed was created to stabilize the U.S. payment system and provide a clearinghouse where banks could meet to help settle interbank payments. The Fed exists to support banks, and I don't think it should be abolished. Do they make mistakes executing policies? Yes. Does the military? Yes. Do you? Yes. Does your father? Yes. Everyone we know makes mistakes executing policies. And again, we live in a day and age of the Internet that it's uh, information now. It's screaming at each other. You know, uh, I saw that Rachel Maydow was recently drawn into a controversy with Chris Christie where she basically said, you know, that bridge shutdown really wasn't about getting back at the mayor, but it was all about stopping the uh, justice from being appointed. <laughs> You're like, is there any, like, just you have a theory and a microphone, do we really, really need to blow everything out of proportion in our life? True that. Apparently. Apparently. So, in the last uh, things that I'll throw down, you know, a myth that really needs to be taken the other direction is a lot of people think that you can figure out a right answer in economics. And I really don't think you can. It's not a science even though you could be a political science major, even though you could study a lot of mathematical angles on finance, it's really, really not a science. It's an art. Keynesians will tell you that the government needs to spend more to generate better outcomes. Monetarists will tell you the Fed needs to execute a more independent, laissez-faire approach. Uh, Austrians will tell you that the government's bad and needs to be eliminated or reduced. You know, all schools of economics... And they all have understandings and political perspective. They all have some biased perspectives, in my opinion. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting because there's a, a word for economics, or there's a, I guess, a phrase that is around it called the dismal science. Um, it's dismal mainly because it's dominated by policy analysts who are pitching political views versus necessarily saying, you know, here's the best thing for the U.S. economy. When you hear that, you know, inflation is a problem or you hear that, uh, you know, unemployment applications, we need to reduce unemployment, we need to uh, tax less, tax more. Those are all economic you know, data points and those are all economic realities, but really they're based in politics on how you perceive others. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I sort of pride myself on that. Um, valuations on stocks aren't cheap, and we're in earnings season right now. And as we get through earnings season, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about uh, can we grow into you know higher expectations, or do we need to pause and digest recent gains until we can get that P.E. lowered yet again to the point that you know, the market's able to beat it as a grow. Um, that's kind of where we're... I, I think that's where a lot of the thought is going. So Goldman Sachs this morning is even talking about this basic concept of valuation. So that puts a little bit of a negative on the market because when you get a lot of brokers and bankers out there looking at valuation, 
you can't say that it's cheap. You can't say it's at historical lows like you could three, four, five years ago. Lululemon getting crushed today. SodaStream getting crushed. Both former momentum stocks as they transition into growth. Uh, SodaStream makes a product that allows you to make soda at home. Lululemon makes uh, athletic clothes primarily for women. I think is the right way of saying that. Yoga clothes. A majority of their clothes are that angled. Get your calls there. It's 800-516-1220. Don't forget to do a big event Thursday evening in Palo Alto at the Elks Club. It is a event tied towards retirement planning and bond alternatives. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Go sign up rob at robblack.com. It's my email. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 Market's starting to look a little positive for the day. It's early. Dow's up two, the Nasdaq's up four. Pretty ugly. Um, pretty ugly day as far as uh, apparel stocks go. We'll talk about that in just a second. One of the films that I'm looking forward to seeing that I haven't seen yet is Her. Joaquin Phoenix looks ideal for that part. Um, SodaStream, the maker of the countertop fizzy drink supplies, the same name is hoping that Scarlett Johansson can bring magic to her, but also to them. She is a spokeswoman for the company. She's kicking off a Super Bowl commercial this year. The uh, company's commitment to a healthy body and a healthier world is perfect for me, so says Scarlett Johansson. So, She's in both a hot new movie and a product. Now, SodaStream is getting crushed today. Um, can she reanimate a consumer a lot like, or and maybe even an investor ardor, you know? So I find that kind of interesting. Down 21% today. SodaStream is getting crushed. Um, I want to take a quick look at that chart um, and kind of give it some perspective, because I think that's one of the mistakes that people make, is that they kind of assume past performance is something worth noting on a positive side, and I see it more as a negative. Um, so today, the stock's gone from 50 bucks down to 39 This is a stock I avoided, because it was a story stock. And a lot like Tom Hanks once said, black black box chocolate. Um, that's a great story, and you tell it so well. I, I'm not big into stories. So you only have to go back to um, December 2012, which isn't that long ago, a little over 13 months, 
and the stock was at 40 bucks. It goes all the way to 70, and now it's 75. Now it's back to 40 bucks. It's been a crazy 52 plus weeks. But again, I try to stay out of the hot and sexy, and I'd rather go for a competitor of theirs. Like one of their competitors is Coca-Cola. In theory, you can make your own soda and/or go and buy a pre-made soda. I think Coke has a better 2014 than SodaStream. Um, the other big story of note today is Lululemon. Now, apparel is a pretty tough area to play in, retail apparel, because you live or die by fashion. Lululemon is getting crushed down 16 bucks today, down 16%, down 9 bucks to $50 a share. Again, a very hot and sexy story with a very high valuation. Typically, you should pay nowhere between no more than 15 to 18 times earnings for a retail apparel company. And I, I, I base that on, like, if you take a look at Gap stores, they're trading at 13 times this year's earnings. Now, Gap has Athletica, which is selling decently well compared to Lululemon. Lululemon having a PE of, you know, 40 times this year's earnings. Uh, now, it's a little lower today after the rough and tumble miss of expectations. Uh, and again, I, do I think high-end yoga clothes are going to be strong demand in the future? Yeah. So maybe this is your opportunity to buy some if you see that trend. Now, again, you go back to 2009 and Lululemon was a $3 stock. Then in 2010, it was a $16 stock. And then 2011, it was a $38 stock. 2012, it became a $53 stock. 2013, $70 stock, and now today it's, it's pulled back to 60. Um, I'm sorry, it's pulled back down to 50. So, um, and it's having a pretty rough day. So it's now back to end of it started 2013 level. So both Lulu and SodaStream are back to where they started last year at. We've seen this recently with a company called Apple. Now, Apple was able to write their ship, so to speak, or get investors back in. It does not mean that it will happen again. But that's how sometimes you can take some risk out of investing, is buying great opportunities when they miss. Um, if you wait for them to execute again, it will probably be built into the stock. Juniper Networks, which was once considered to be, maybe they'll compete with Cisco, but not really, but kind of. Um, an activist investor is talking to Juniper. He's acquired a 6% plus stake in Juniper. He thinks the company should do buybacks, pay a dividend, cut expenses, streamline its business operations. Groupon bought a deal site today called Ideally. It's an online flash sale fashion retailer for $43 million. It specializes in short-term sales on clothing and accessories. Interesting. You might remember a couple weeks ago I told you I liked Groupon under $10 a share. Um, back when it was like kind of like $9 share company, I said I think you can go to 12 Now it's gone to 12 and it's pulled back to 11 If it were to pull back to 12, uh, 10 it becomes more attractive, nine and a half more attractive, even more attractive. Nine, really, really attractive. Uh, so you always want a shopping list. And maybe that's one nice thing that's happening at the beginning of this year this year is that some stocks are underperforming, giving you an opportunity to potentially, you know, make your move. Again, it's something you have to feel very, very comfortable with. And I don't highly recommend 
running out and chasing performance. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Got an event coming up Thursday evening, 639 in Palo Alto, Palo Alto, California. It is a retirement planning and bond alternative seminar with CFP Chad Burns. And he's going to be sitting in for me tomorrow. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. If you want a copy of 10 Pillars of Retirement Investing, you can go to newfocusfinancial.com and download that. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. It's an interesting market, to say the least. One of the areas that I throw that out at is, is the study of what's working and what's not working. The SP 500 is down two. The Dow's down. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 24. The Nasdaq's up one. Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.85%. So for those of you who locked in a mortgage last week, whoops, mortgage rates likely to slip a little bit this week. Crude oil down fractions, gold up fractions. Um, the CEO of Target is saying that he's still shaken by the experience of having his customers ripped off their data. Target chairman and CEO Greg Steinfeld, he said, uh, you know, December was normal. And then he got, you know, the first call about that cybersecurity, and he said he's been freaking out ever since then. His heart sunk, and that's a sweet response. Um, you never want to let people down, and that's a retailer letting people down. And customers are frustrated. I've got a text email from uh, the weather girl, one of the weather girls at Cron TV station that I work for, and she's like, yeah, I shop there. What should I do? I'm like, check your credit. Target probably would have contacted you, but check your credit regardless. Go to annualcreditreport.com. And if you were breached then you need to you know, put some credit alerts out there. It's okay. Um, it happens on occasion. So um, annualcreditreport.com, everyone today should review their credit report. It's kind of nice. It takes a little bit of time. Print it out, take it to lunch, look it over. See if there's anything else out there that is a problem for you that you can start piecing you know, the puzzle together. Uh, to get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to do, we can talk about today. Um, I always appreciate calls. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So, you know, I think I started by saying, you know, I find it very, very interesting to study what's working what's not working. SodaStream today is blowing up after they took down estimates. 
And I think that's worthy of bringing up because it's a hyper-growth stock that has had an amazing five-year run. It's had a very bad one-year run now, but a very amazing five-year run. Hyper-stock, hyper-growth will become growth, and when it does, it's usually pretty painful. Expenses were higher than expected. Selling prices were lower. That's a kiss of death in the world of discretionary spending. Bed Bath & Beyond warned last week. Target, Family Dollar, all warned or missed expectations. J.C. Penney's, Sears. It's a pretty miserable retail environment. Now, we're creating jobs slowly. In a trend, we're creating jobs. But other than Macy's, I can't come up with a retailer that's doing well. And Macy's, I think, is probably doing well because they're taking you know J.C. Penney's and Sears clients. Um, soft margins shouldn't come as a huge shock to anyone. There was a massive chaotic markdown during the holiday season. There was that you know week before Thanksgiving. There was the Thanksgiving shopping, the night of Thanksgiving shopping, the day before Thanksgiving shopping, the day after Thanksgiving shopping. So retailers aren't going to re- really report a lot of this data until the next eh, 30 days. It's going to start coming out. But it looks pretty rough for retail out there. Now, some retail is better than others, like uh, housing retail is doing well, of which I just wrote about a housing stock in my recent newsletter. If you want to copy that newsletter, go to robblack.com, sign up for it. Some people have problems with the sign-up form. A lot of times it's the age of your browser. Um, if you just want to get on the newsletter list, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. I'll put it on you, put you on, but if you want to do it yourself, you can sign up at uh, robblack.com. Uh, but I did write about a retailer that's doing well in home housing goods, home furnishings. Um, that's one area that I would be looking at in retail. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the area. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the area. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about Target. Boring, right? Uh, but seriously, uh, don't be shy here. This is... An inauspicious start to 2014. Um, you know, some other retailers that have started to warn, Philip Van Heusen, Lululemon, Bonton stores, Express stores, Stage stores. Uh, there's, no dis- there's no end, though, length of retailers that are disappointing. J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo are going to get things started tomorrow on earnings season before the market opens. Um, I like both those stocks for the long-term patient investor. I prefer more regional banks right now. The guidance bar has gone up with PE multiples. So any sort of disappointing outlook that we get during earnings season, you know, it won't be dismissed. And you're going to see punishments. You know, Lululemon and SodaStream are an example of expectations got high and a lot is built into stocks. And if they miss, they get punished. Um, you know, some stocks will beat the broader trend. Right now, Twitter got a lovely review this morning by analyst. An analyst saying you know, they're innovating. Let's not, you know, be so quick to judge them on valuation, as has happened in the last two weeks. Visa big winner today. Wendy's big winner on raising their expectations. So it is a market made up of winners and losers, and there's some winners out there today. It's, I don't want people to get too discouraged. Um, 
Strength today in consumer staples, healthcare, industrials, and technology. Weakness in consumer discretionary, energy, financials, telecom, and utilities. So consumer staples doing well. Things that you have to have in your life. Healthcare doing well. Tech doing well. Um, industrials doing okay. And that's when you start, you know, the downside. And uh, you see financials lagging. A lot of banter out there about financials recently. And right now it's mostly people expect earnings to be lowered. 60 Minutes in a piece last night on Alex Rodriguez. And they interviewed basically a drug dealer. Um, and the drug dealer said, you know, he would get Alex Rodriguez $12,000 a month of drugs. Um, I don't know. A-Rod's downfall. He's been suspended for all of next season. What did he teach us? What did Lance Armstrong teach us? Never admit anything? No, 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 no. Have a good attorney? No, well, sure. Um, cheating pays. It pays really, really well. It's long enough. It's out of here. Um, I don't know if I'd tell that to children. Cheating pays. But maybe. Um, 800-516-1220. Each calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. There is a a small note out there on Juniper today. Uh, Activist investors taking a share in the company. Apple's up today. Twitter's up today. Both those stocks have been weak in the recent weeks, so there's really not a lot to say as far as, like, uh, positive stories right now on those issues. Eh, sometimes things get oversold. You get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Got a big event coming up Thursday night at the Elks Club Lodge in Palo Alto. It's an income and retirement event. Sign up at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Connection. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money investing and more that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Got an event coming up Thursday evening in Palo Alto. It's an income and retirement event. It's $5 to get in. If you want one pair of free tickets, I got one pair left. You can drop me an email today, rob at robblack.com. Put in the subject line, Rob Black, and I'll send those out to you. Um, it's $5 otherwise. Uh, $5 will get two people in. I'm not looking to penalize people or charge crazy amounts, just trying to keep crazy people from coming. Uh, you're not going to get rich fast. You're not going to get a massive home run. It takes time and patience. 
uh, to invest correctly. So doing the retirement planning event Thursday evening in Palo Alto. And you can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Tomorrow morning, CFP Chad Burton will be sitting in my air chair um, doing what he does best. So uh, running a good show for you. And I should be back Wednesday. Um, there's a guy that I like a lot. His name is Harry Domash. Um, he writes a basic newsletter. And he's just a, a, a friend, per se. One of the things that I like about him is he's a dividend guy. And first and foremost, he's a dividend guy. Second and last most, he's a dividend guy. He's a dividend guy. He's pretty consistent. It's not... You know, one of the problems that Jim Cramer has and other people in financial media is they're a lot of times the church of what's working now. And they don't apologize when they get it wrong. And it's frustrating because it's your money. It's your retirement. But Harry does relatively simple concepts of stock screening. Um, he likes a company this year called Cinemark. Um one of the things to note that before I even go further on this is he's a Santa Cruz kind of guy, lives over in that area. His list does very, very, very well. Last year, his list up 34% on Dow Chemicals. Six Flags was up 23%. Omega Healthcare up 23%. 28%. Target Resources up 61%. Bolero Energy up 59%. So, he picks five or seven stocks for 2014, and it's not – these aren't sexy. Well, some of them actually are kind of sexy. Um, Cinemark, they operate movie theaters. And ultimately what they are is a real estate investment trust. So it's got 5% annual growth in the United States, 18% in Latin America. Dividend yield is about 3%. He likes it for the income. He likes it because – of the income. Another stock that is in his list for 2014 is Meridian Biosciences. They make medical diagnostic test kits. Sales growth has stalled in the last three years, but they've got new product business picking up dividend yield of 3%. His track record is so solid. It's not fantastic. It's not what you would refer to as sexy, but it's solid. That anything that he writes about, I'll go take a look. Verizon Communications. Um, I've liked Verizon for years. I like AT&T. I own some AT&T. I think I own some Verizon. I think Verizon's got a better network of potential services into your home. It's an all-digital network. It's an all-optic network. Um, I think that translates into big profits for the foreseeable future. So increasing use of smartphones and tablets, their business is booming. And next year they're going to start selling, you know, 4G into cars. They're dividend yield 4.3%. Wells Fargo, it's one of the largest U.S. banks. They offer retail and commercial banking, insurance, investment mortgages. Um, banks should prosper if the economy continues to grow. That's kind of the bottom line of it. Wells Fargo is as good as it gets. They're a premium bank. Warren Buffett owns them. I don't need to say any more. Warren Buffett once said something along the lines of, you know, Pretend you've got a punch card of 20 stocks that you can buy in a lifetime, and once it's done, it's done. So for him to say that and for him to stand by Wells Fargo, I like. Blackstone Mortgage Trust 
It's a real estate investment trust that originates and or invests in floating rate loans secured by commercial properties. So floating rate means that that loan moves um, with interest rates on the prevailing rates. Blackstone Mortgage is controlled by Blackstone Group, which is managed by some of the smartest people in the business. Um, I take a look at it, 6.6% dividend yield. If I could work for Blackstone Group, I would. They're that top-notch of a group, but it's Blackstone Mortgage Trust. Another one on his list of stocks for 2014, I'm speaking about Harry Dumas, he's a dividend investor kind of guy, is Plains GP Holdings. He owns 21% general partner in crude oil pipeline operator Plains All-American Pipeline, which is organized as a master limited partnership. The tax report in MLP is complicated, and it's really, really tough for the average investor to know what they're getting into, so be cautious. Current yield on the stock Plains GP Holdings is 2.2%. Those numbers should increase as we do more fracking in the United States. The pipelines are there to do the business. And pipelines are kind of like toll roads. Uh, Stuff pays to go through them. Next Era Energy, they operate Florida Power and Light. It's a regulated utility. serves customers in Florida. Utility stocks underperformed last year, so this year it makes it attractive to him. They also do uh, wholesale electricity on wind and natural solar. They're in 22 states. So that's an interesting angle, 3.1% dividend yield, Florida Power and Light. So um, it's one way to play the solar and wind energy boom. So those are some stocks that are worthy of more research by you. It's not a buy list. It depends on what's in your portfolio. Uh, I think Harry does a great job, and he's always good to talk to at a party because Like I said, he does one thing well, dividends. It's not sexy, it's dividends. Um, 800-516-1220, it's 800-516-1220. Jim Beam is a publicly traded company, or Jim Beam, Baker's Mark. Uh, They're American-loved companies, right? Kentucky Bourbons. They've been agreed to be acquired by a Japanese company for $13.6 billion. So bourbon is a type of whiskey. Uh, It has to be produced in the United States by law to be called bourbon. Both Jim Beam and Maker's Mark are distilled in Kentucky. But will they be made now in Singapore or other Asian markets? There's a company called Suntory Holdings, and they basically do alcohol. It's not complicated. Uh, do you think people will be drinking Maker's Mark and Jim Beam for years to come? I do. Do you think they'll be drinking beer? I do. Uh, Suntory, you can't buy in the U.S. unless you've got a big international brokerage firm. But there are spirits companies you can buy, uh, whether it be wine or alcohol, wine, uh, beer, or you know, hardcore. Uh, I don't know. Just throwing it out there for you in case that is the thing that spurs your imagination to become an investor. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. The jobs report that came out on Friday was pretty disappointing. And I think that's the clear number one reason why the 10-year Treasury fell below 10, uh, 3% again. So 
worthy of thinking about. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Uh, that short-term reprieve in the 10-year Treasury note, it's not going to last. The American economy is being reshaped right now. I saw a new ranking system for America's best-performing cities by the Milken Institute. And these are tech hubs. Um, they're growth hubs. And... What the Milken Institute did was they looked at long and short-term growth in jobs, wages, salaries, and technological output, and they looked at these great areas to live in. And I bring this up because if you're not saving enough for retirement, consider moving. But consider moving to an area that's got a lower cost of living and got, has a healthy jobs market. Um, that's what advice I'd give a kid. You know, if you put your college kid in front of me, I'd say consider moving to Nashville. Consider moving to Raleigh, Cary, North Carolina. San Antonio, uh, Charleston, North Carolina, uh, Greeley, Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, uh, Dallas, Texas, Seattle, Washington, Bellevue, Everett area, Salt Lake City, uh, San Jose. If you can afford the cost of living, it's got a it's a great area for jobs, but most people can't afford the cost of living. Um, Provo, Utah. Um, Austin, Texas, all parts of our country that have great job markets, both in the short and long term. So let's say you're a receptionist at a company. Um, you're barely making ends meet. You're a board op. You're barely making ends meet. Consider moving. And, yeah, it may mean borrowing money from mom and dad. It may mean borrowing money from a brother or sister. But consider moving because if you're not making it here, it's time to go somewhere where there is some growth. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Big event coming up Thursday night in Palo Alto. It is an income event tied towards retirees and people heading towards retirement. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's at the Elts Lodge, Thursday evening, 6.30 to 9. I've always liked the concept for Road to Nowhere. Also a song that features Ha! Ha! Never stands feels to me. Celgene came out with 2013 numbers. They're a big biotech company. Biotech is doing well. Biotech does well in a good economy and bad economy because we don't care. Um, we need our biotech pills when we need our biotech pills or shots or treatments or what have you. So I want you to look at a biotech index, an exchange-traded fund, maybe a mutual fund with low cost, low fees. Cost and fees is the number one thing that kill you in investment decisions. When you make a mistake, it's costly. But when the fees are high, it's also costly. So got to cut down on the fees and commissions. It's one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of Ameriprise, because they're a commission-driven business. It, it's that simple. 
Now, you say, well, if the guy gives me a piece of good advice, he gets, deserves commission. No. It's a service. It's not a commission-driven business anymore, and Ameriprise should go away. Um, as other companies, LPL Financial, there's just some low-level fruit plays where they're going for smaller accounts. They're not looking for managed accounts. They're, they're looking to manage smaller accounts. But the way they hit you is through high-fee and high-commission products. Be very cautious of anyone with either of those firms, in my opinion. Okay, so at the second annual, is it second annual? 32nd annual. <laughs> the difference of 30 years. Please note I make mistakes. Like I said, Charleston, North Carolina instead of Charleston, South Carolina. Um, at the 32nd annual J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference, total revenue is expected for Celgene to be about $6.5 billion. Product sales are expected to be about $6.4 billion. Um, Adjusted diluted earnings per share is expected to be seven to seven dollars and twenty cents, a nineteen percent year over year increase. Our economy is not growing at nineteen percent. So when you see other companies that are, you're like, that's growing faster than the economy. And that's one of the reasons it's a growth stock. Um, it gives you an opportunity to potentially say, Maybe I do want to get into this. But Celgene pretty solid numbers and they've announced pretty good results for the year ahead of expectations. Every American citizen has an issue where we try to be right. We try to get our viewpoint to be agreeable. Uh, you know, it's nice to be, you know, in the, the, the norm. So when you take a look at the economy, a lot of people are saying, you know, this time it's going to be different. Whether it's problems with global debt, whether it's housing, whether it's employment, whether it's prosperity or poverty, a lot of people have important angles on this. And some people want to reverse current trends, and some people want to say, oh, it's not that bad. Let others break through if they want to break through. So when the December employment report came out last week, you know, it kind of bucked a trend in employment. And it's really easy to say, look, this is just one month. We'll get back on the positive growth of jobs. But it doesn't mean that it's going to automatically happen. This time it could be different is the angle that I'm trying to get across here. The economy is poised to accelerate with jobs. The disappointing December employment report should not be used by itself as confirmation. Um, things are great. You know, it takes more than one data point to spot a trend. Look at retail sales. Pretty, this morning, pretty abysmal. It's been a pretty abysmal retail sales quarter. Um, and it's pretty far-fetched, whether it's Sears or JCPenney's. It seems like every day there's a retailer that's blowing up today. It's Lululemon. Industrial production, demand for capital goods, these are all areas that you want to watch carefully because if growth softens, then the recent surge in economic growth proved to be unsustainable. And the jobs market won't create more jobs. So we're looking for softening that might, you know, tell us, be careful. One jobs report, not enough, but it's certainly a softening. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Not getting enough calls, but that's okay. Uh, I don't mind doing the monologue. I think it's a better show with calls. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. SP 500 is down one today. 
Dow's down 16, the Nasdaq's up 2, 10-year Treasury sits at 2.85% on that jobs number from Friday. It crashed, yeah, it did crash below 3%, to be fair. Retirement Planning Bond Alternative Seminar, Thursday evening, 6.39. It's 6.39 Thursday evening. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's the Palo Alto Elks Lodge from 6.39, talking about building a retirement portfolio, um, how to save in a low-interest rate environment. It's kind of starting to become a higher-interest rate environment. Um, if you take a look at where we've gone in the last six months in interest rates, um, how to reduce risk, very, very important in retirement. How to minimize taxes. Remember how I started the segment saying, got to watch out for fees and commissions? Got to minimize taxes as well. Um, Twitter today up 4%. Uh, Twitter had a very, very rough week last week, uh, last two weeks. Now it's starting to trend a little higher. Sign up for the event coming up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com on Thursday evening. Tim Beam surging today. Microsoft Wayne on text. 800-516-1220. Get your calls in there. Find me online at robblack.com, robblack.com. Listen to CFP Chad Burton. New focus on Wall Street today from 1 to 2. And tomorrow he's going to be sitting in for me on this very air chair. Take a break here. We'll talk soon. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Join Burton weekdays. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.